our news now. You guys are the worst, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to Nerd News Now. It's Monday again. This um, week is blown. It really did. Except for Saturday, which took two weeks. But that's probably because time slows down as you approach absolute zero. Yeah. I can see that. Mm -hmm. So let's start here. What did you guys do this weekend? So I, my husband knows that I like going to the car show, which I know sounds weird, but I like going to the car show. So like the auto show or like, was it like a, a classic car show? Okay, cool. I mean, they have a classic car show in the auto show for Houston, yeah. so I get to do both things. But um, I, one of my favorite things to do is to go sign up with the the Dodge Ram people. I've got like that. You sign up, and then you get to be in a truck, and they take you over like dirt moguls and take you on the super high, like impossibly high, drive your truck over it. I just think it's a lot of fun, and usually it's a fairly interactive thing. Where you get to talk to them and they're trying to sell you a truck. But this time, for some reason, I don't know if it was because of the masking thing, but this guy had his script and he said the script as fast as he could without any breaths. And before I knew it, we were getting back out of the truck. <laughs> so, like me at the end of this show, where I just. <gasps> I mean, it was very pleasant, and he spoke very clearly, and I understood all the functionalities of the, the truck, but if I was an actual customer, I would have gotten out of that truck befuddled about what I was supposed to do next. You gonna buy yourself a Dodge Ram? We'll get myself a Ram again, yeah. I reckon I need a Dodge Ram for a haul and stuff. But it, it's funny, you could see, so they had a bunch of different kinds of Dodge, right? They have the du giant dually... They had the ones that have like the more sporty package to them. Got the one like I, I have currently. I can't remember what the other version. There was one more version of it. But um, you can see people, they were tracking them as they went around. Which one's the one I'm going to get? And I secretly wanted the dually, but there were kids behind us that when they kind of figured it out in their brain, they kind of like looked at their parents. And I just, I said, hey man, do you dudes want to be in the dually? And they're like, no! <laughs> It's so hilarious. So I we had to drive in the dually, which has, I'm sure it's a hundred thousand dollar vehicle, but it has like cameras that show you what's behind you, an overview shows you on what's on both sides. I have no idea how that happens. It seems magical. The dually, the new Dodge Ram with the dually dual tires actually has trailer cam. Yep. So you your trailer is invisible. If your trailer's under a certain amount of feet, and I forget what it was, but it's very fun. Um, yep. We have not had our auto show yet. Um, I'm lucky, right? So I'm close to the Detroit auto show, which is like the auto show because yeah, it is. It's where all the car companies are. Um, the best thing about the Detroit auto show is that every year, Toyota, Ford, Chevy, and any other company that might be in it. Uh, brings their NASCARs and they have they have you could sit in like they go and they run the next weekend NASCARs uh, which is super fun as a kid um, as an adult I just am like um, how low is my payments be if I buy that fancy Jeep and then they tell you and you're like oh I like to eat never mind and you walk away <laughs> see and, and that's where you're making the mistake Kyle um, when you have a choice of buying something or eating, just buy the stuff. Because your friends and family will always feed you. They just won't buy you. <laughs> no, my friends and family won't have any sympathy for with me if I spend my whole paycheck every month on a payments on a loaded out, you know, Jeep pickup truck that, <laughs> you know, they'll be like, you brought this on yourself, idiot. Yeah, they'll still feed you. So because they know, you know, if something happens to you, they're going to take the truck back. Oh, and your family's not going to want to, you know, 
my friend, my fa- friends and family know eventually they'll be able to call on me to bring my truck to help them move. Exactly. For a, you know, for a pizza and two beers. Hey, right. right. How about you, Brainy? What did you do this weekend? Um. So Friday started off uh, with me getting my booster. And one thing I've learned, I am never getting vaccinated again. Why? Every time I, it, it kicks. Till next year. Around. I don't know, man. It's like the flu. When it, I only got the flu shot once. And I had the flu that year. Um, but, you know, it basically knocked me out all day Saturday. And and then we got the bad news. And my wife had to take my dog to the vet. And we had to put her down. Oh, no, Brady. Oh, no. Yep. And, you know, so that kind of ruined our Sunday even. And even today, you know, it, it, the house feels weird. It just, it, it. I was gonna say, I'm so used to hearing that little tinkle of the, the chains mm-hmm. or whatever. The and I, I swear to God, like yesterday I, I, in the morning, like I'm laying in bed and I can hear them. Like, whoa, it's just mm-hmm. it's it's surreal. It, it, it's gonna be a weird week. I, I I came home. I was expecting to see her, and I just right. Yep. No. The the only thing you can hope for in that situation is that you can see ghosts. Yeah, right like, now, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. Uh, right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's about the only thing you can hope for when you get that news, right? Yep. And part of me is still wondering, you know, it's like, what if we wait another week? What if, you know? Mm. But then she would have just been suffering. So. Yeah, that's just yeah. prolonging yeah. the inevitable, right? Yeah, so uh, that sucks, man. I'm sorry. Oh, thank you. Uh, it, it's life, right? It's she. Mm-hmm. She lived a good life, fourteen years. So, mm-hmm. anyway. well, that makes that makes my weekend seem more tolerable, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but we did have football this weekend, and we it's had true. good football this weekend. So it's true. I uh, so I spent Saturday um trying not to get frostbite and hypothermia. Um, went to a barbecue contest. Uh, and when our day started, it was negative 12. It got progressively warmer until it stopped getting warmer and started getting colder again. And everybody realized what a dumb, 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 dumb thing we had done. Um, we came in ninth, uh, which was out of the money, but we had a good time. And I guess that's something. It's not much, but I guess. So uh, I want to try to understand this. It was a bunch of people knowing that it's negative 12 degrees outside. Still go outside, have barbecues, mm-hmm. freeze their ends off. Yes. So imagine about 100 people who look like me. Right? I, I, I can't do that. Uh, yeah, you'd rather not, but all of them are big dudes with beards. Like, uh, they're, So what it is, is it's a lot of people who cook competition barbecue. Uh, or cook barbecue regularly uh, at, at whatever level. Uh, everybody throws in and it makes up the prize pool. And then everybody cooks ribs. Um, this one is called the Oh Hey Let's Barbecue contest, which is kind of this thing of uh, like we forgot all winter to cook barbecue and now it's still winter and we remembered we needed to do it. Um, it really is. It's like a warm up. It's a preseason kind of get out, cook something, see everybody, figure out who's going to be in it this year, who's going to be, who's got good product this year. Um, They're great opportunities for, let's say, Brainy, uh, you needed to start another business because you've only got like 30. Um, And one of them is a barbecue supply company. It'd be a great opportunity for you to to get in front of potential customers. Um, Oh. In the comic book world, it'd be like going to a convention at like a Knights of Columbus Hall or a fire station. It's kind of similar. Here's the thing. And I'm assuming, you know, I've never been to your neck of the woods, but I'm going to assume you guys do get spring and do get summer. Right. But once spring hits, once spring hits, actual competition start. That's what I mean. So your preseason has to happen in the winter. No, 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 no. no. Mm -hmm. Preseason can happen two or three weeks before spring. 
not if you're going to cook, horrible. not if you're going to do six or seven preseason competitions. I still want to know whose crazy ideas. Hey, we're dead in the winter at negative 12 degrees. We're still going to barbecue outside. That's kind of the stick with this one, right? Like if you can cook this one, you're uh, a tough guy. Like this one's not for sissies. Uh, even though we were all wearing like 30 layers and uh, nobody brought a heat. Everybody's heater was powered by at least two cans of propane. Like, you know, it was one of those like it was probably if you'd added everybody's tent up together hotter than the sun. But because <laughs> they're individual tents, uh, you know, our tent got up to like 60. Uh, but then you go outside and you'd feel your nose air freeze. So. Oh my gosh! But it it was a really good time. A uh, lot of goofing. A lot. M- most people drink at these things, and it's more of a social gathering where you also compete. But it's uh, you know if you're one of the, there were a number of teams there that are pretty serious like us, and those guys obviously don't and take it pretty serious. But it's still an excuse for us to go out and gamble a little, you know, throw our money into a pot and see if we can win some money. Um, so, so you didn't just freeze your rear end off. You also lost money. Uh, so where we finished, we wound up getting a severely discounted entry into the next competition. <laughs> um, so we wind up only out 20 or 30 bucks, which I lost yeah. more betting on football this weekend, uh, but uh, uh, and God forbid this happens, but for some reason you guys miss the next show, you're losing money. Well, we won't. That's the that's the great thing about it, right? We won't. So, yeah, I think that might be our allotted time for talking about food on the show. It's true. Um, I'm just gonna throw this out there. Uh, there's a new quesadilla being, or not new quesadilla, new chalupa being tested at the Taco Bells here in the Taco Bell test market. Um, it's a hard. In terms of quality, it's a. What is it? Different seasoning on the meat, different cheese blend, essentially. A little bit spicier. It is this the new Coke of Chalupas? No, it's uh. Like I said, if you put if you maybe put a little bit more like actual spice on the meat. And the cheese blend is more creamy. It's not great. It isn't bad. It's not great. It's so ba- basically they gave the chalupas a flavor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's. I would have preferred them to add different, more toppings to it to give it the flavor, rather than just change the seasoning of the meat. That's all. But Hi, no. This book. What? Talk me out of getting this book. It's an episode. Guy Captain and the Art of Tomorrow. Uh, is it a dynamite book? It is. I've seen it. Um, uh, he's not allowed to talk you out of it. No, um, I've seen <laughs> it, and I'll say this: I can confidently know you'll sell one. Excellent. Uh, so uh, wrong with your eye, Kyle? Right. No. Um, it's <laughs> yeah. guys. If you were, if you, uh, if you're familiar with Sky Captain: The World of Tomorrow, the movie, and you, uh, which is a great movie, man. Right. If you've seen the, um, it's a lot of concept art from the movie. Okay, then it's what I want then. Because yeah, the art. Yeah, it's it's uh, a year ago at Comics Pro, Nick showed me some of the images, and I'm like. I will be ordering this book. Thank you. Like, uh-huh. but every time I see that movie, I just get uh, what's that Chili Pepper song, Sky Captain that I wish you saw. Um, I, uh, where he just he uses those two words together. Um, so no, it oh. Gonna come to you. Uh, 
I don't know that I ever knew the words, the name of that song, but I know the song. I could sing most of the song. <laughs> um, I'm the worst. I don't know any. Right. I'll, I'll figure it out. But um, uh, anyhow, um, while I figure out what this Red Hot Chili Pepper song is, um, not going to be able to get over it. It's shut down. It's Californication. Okay. All right. Oh, that took way too long. (laughs) So other news that happened this weekend, uh, the world lost Dr. Johnny Fever, Howard Hessman, which was uh, more upsetting to me than I thought it would be. As I only ever saw him really in WKRP, but, uh, you know, pretty upsetting. You know what I'm excited about? Hmm. They're uh, giving us a second printing of Duel. Nice. I'm not sure if I got a first printing. I I didn't have nearly enough to go around and it was like... Okay, then I didn't. (laughs) That answers my question. So I'm going to order too many because I liked it enough to hand sell it for a long time. Duel was an interesting one. Um, I, of course, you know, we, we got those calls of, uh, hey, I haven't been there in a while. Do you guys have Duel and Black Panther 3? And I'm like. And the uh, right. <laughs> uh You've never been here and no? Like really and- my, my response to some of them is, of course, hey, guys, I'm not at the store. You need to talk to the staff. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Duel, Duel was an unexpected hit. Um, of course, I just like you, Miss Jen, I, you know, we ordered a decent amount, more than we do of normal books, but still. I may have a couple left still. <gasps> That's crazy. But to, you know, anybody who didn't subscribe to it, of course, you know, we, we do have it at a, it's lower than market price, but it's not a price. Yeah. I, I'm angry. Like I normally am better about that kind of stuff as a customer of getting ahead, getting ahead of that stuff and being like, okay, I need to make sure I order this book. And for whatever reason, I just missed it. And like, it's why when I said to Miss Jen, I'm like, Hey, if you have an extra copy, sell them to everybody else who wants one, get me last. I'm good with a second printing or having to buy it digitally. I want to read it. I don't care. But I'm a little angry at myself. I can assist you with one if you want. Uh, okay. We'll talk. We'll talk. I, you know, we'll see. Um, uh, so $7,000 right now. Um, can I send it to you in Doge? <laughs> Actually, Meme. yeah. Not Dogecoin. Doge memes. I think there's a coin called Doge Meme. So there's a coin called Doge Coin. I think there's a coin called Doge Meme. I don't know. There's Baby Doge also. Baby Doge, do 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 do. Oh, baby God, Doge. No. It's what you brought it on yourself, bro. Yeah, <laughs> all right, it's not the first time I've heard it. That's why I was. Uh... Did anybody see any? Did anybody watch any movies or see anything interesting on the television? Um, I am trying to catch up on Ozark. And my parents started watching it. I haven't followed. My brother loves that show, and I'm more like this is Breaking Bad. It's just you know, Breaking Bad was about drug dealers. This is about basically seems to me drug dealers. Yeah, and money laundering. Yeah, uh, that that's all this show is about. It's about and I'm like very similar. They are very similar. Do you know those parts of Star Wars where they're talking about intergalactic trade agreements? Yeah. It seems like it's that for drugs. Basically, <laughs> yes. Um, the the thing that it keeps popping up, uh, people tell me I should watch, is the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window, yeah, which sounds like a comic book name written by James Dinian, <laughs> but it's not. It's a movie with Kristen Bell. Yeah, I, I saw the. I saw a little trailer with her drinking the wine, and I'm like. One, this is not Kristen Bell. This, you know, 
I can't picture her doing this, but of course he did this uh, scene or anyway. So, and we'll see. It, it piqued my interest, but not enough for me to just hit play. Uh, uh, the I, show, the show that Brainy has been obsessed with, got national attention this weekend. Yeah, it did. Hey, it's not just me. Miss Jen loves it too. Yes, we do. Okay, that's fine. But so does Peyton Manning. Of course. And I, I just that that sketch was brilliant. So what what did you what did y'all think? Did you Jen? Did you see it? Um, I did not. Oh, Miss Jen, you've got to watch it. You'll love it. I I wonder if hold on. Let me try. Let me try a thing here. YouTube. YouTube. So well, check check your messenger. It's on there. Oh, that's right. I can. All right. I mean, I, like I said earlier during our uh, pre-show meeting and stuff while we we're discussing the show, um, I think Justin needs to go and review our last uh, few weeks worth of uh, highlights and news because I'm pretty sure the writers of SNL are watching our show and they got the idea from us. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's basically a steal from everything we discuss. Are we that interesting? <laughs> of course. You know, SNL is running out of sketch work and stuff. So they've been running the same stuff over and over for the last 60 years. And we are the fresh new comedians. We've got the crew. Cool- <laughs> All right. I'm going to, I I can't, I can't show it here. So I'm going to send Miss Jen the link. We'll wait. Wait. Okay. Hold on. It's what? Three minutes, two minutes long. I don't know. Um, a long time. You, I'll marry you. I'll marry you. Take this guy to be your lawfully wedded husband. I do. And to you, some guy. Take How do we get out of this ad? Okay. You take okay. Marry me, Peter Last week's NFL games were some of the most exciting football ever, and the playoffs continue tomorrow with the AFC and NFC championships. Here to comment is Hall of Fame quarterback and two-time Super Bowl champion Peyton Manning. <laughs> Nice suit. I know, right? Oh, wait till you see the hat. I'm very happy to hear. Peyton, you probably have a better perspective on this than almost anyone in history. How great were those games? Yeah, I heard they were incredible. <laughs> you heard? Yeah, it sounds like all the teams did a great job. Lots of passing and uh, all the touchdowns were in the end zone. <laughs> oh, my did gosh. You watch any of the games? Well, I planned to, but I had an hour to kill before the first game. And just for fun, I put on the first episode of Emily in Paris Season 2. And I watched the entire season straight through. Oh, my God, Tom. This show has everything. Romance, adventure, sensuality, culture, a fresh take on feminism, finally. Not to mention a culinary tapestry so rich, I can only describe it as food porn. Wow. Out 
That's what we were waiting for right there. <laughs> uh, Peyton Manning in a red beret. Oh, my right. Lord. Yep. That's all the things. We're not that funny, though. <laughs> well, hey, I, I, I got it. Well, we are funny artists. We don't, you know, we're not as famous as Peyton Manning. But he did he did an amazing job on this. He, he did a very good job in this skit. But I'm, Okay, there's only one explanation for how well he did with that. He's that watching. He's Watching Emily in Paris. Yes. Uh, of course, this is after he watched our show to steal this kid. Well, so here's what I believe. This is my honest belief. That the to extend the life of the Manning cast, which is a cursed football program, uh, that, by the way, every guest on the Manning cast lost the week after they were on the Manning cast this past season, which is a, it's a co-broadcast of Monday Night Football. Uh, they are going to do the Manning cast of Emily in Paris. I honestly believe it's just going to be him and Eli with a celebrity guest breaking down Emily in Paris. Okay. Um, and I'm willing to wager that Emily in Paris is going to shoot back up on the top 10 Netflix with all the football fans watching it now, trying to figure out what Peyton Manning is talking about. <laughs> Super true. Right. Um, Mark and I would talk about the Royal Rumble was this weekend. And I still uh, think Andre and Jayan won this one. Uh, he may have well. He may as well have um, from beyond the grave. Uh, it was incredibly meh. Uh, there were a couple of good matches, but other than that, it was unnoteworthy. So we'll move on. Nice. Um, I suppose there's one big piece of nerd news that I, I, I had asked if we wanted to talk about and nobody responded. So do we want to talk about the one big story? I think it's worth talking about what has happened because of that, which is that every single copy of that book has been sold at distribution and you cannot get them. True. <laughs> yep. um, and for those that haven't heard, um, a school board in Tennessee has pulled the book from their curriculum. They haven't banned it. They've pulled right. it. Um, of course, you know the the word going around is that's been banned, but they just they pulled it from the curriculum. I, I'm not sure why they did it. I haven't read too much into that aspect of it yet, but because of that, it has resulted in, as Miss Jen said, the book being sold out of distribution. It also hitting number one again on Amazon um, sales, and uh, it's it's interesting how it came about, you know, and the book has been around for what, 30 years now, 86, right? 80. Yeah. Uh, so 35 years. Yep. And that's, yeah. You know, the fact that it's making such an impact now, it, it, it's, it puts it in the same category as books like Gone with the Wind, books like uh, Shakespeare's uh, Hamlet and mm -hmm. you know, the, the literary works that people should be reading period. So for those of you not following the story, a school board in a rural Tennessee community uh, voted to remove uh, uh, Art Spiegelman's mouse from their curriculum. Um, though, yeah, the word Brainy said it best. The word going around is banned. Um, luckily for, I guess, me, uh, one of the stores I regularly work with is geographically the closest store to that school district. Uh, there's another store, uh, that's gotten a lot of publicity, uh, great store, Nirvana comics, uh, shout out to those guys, um, who has kind of taken the charge on this and is leading the charge. And I think they're probably the more popular and more well-known store in the area for sure. Um, but geographically, uh, Nancy is closest. Um, and I think it's by like a mile and a quarter. 
<laughs> she's like um but uh she was explaining that it sounds like the book was added to the was added to what was taught as a way to get kids engaged in the topic and it was never thoroughly it was never fully vetted by the school board it was just added uh and then some parents uh really were upset at the Claim to have been upset with the language that was in the book. There is some sweat, uh, not no swearing. There's some swearing. There's some epithets that are used in the book that were, uh, what's the word for, uh, correct for the time. They were actual things that were actually said by actual, you know, part of that story. Huh? So you're saying that there's history in the book. Right. They were historically accurate. Right. Um, and what the school board has done is removed the book for the curriculum starting next year. All the kids who are in the school district already have their copies for this year. Um, and instead, they're going to evaluate how they teach that subject, which is the subject of the Holocaust, and evaluate if mouse is actually the best way to engage the students in the topic. Um, whether they add it back or not is still to be seen. But... Um, that is a very direct news reading of the situation. Uh, the result, though, has been outstanding. Uh, one of the greatest works of uh, narrative fiction in graphic form ever was is number one, like, and is getting a ton of great press and sold out everywhere. And you know, the more people who buy the book, the better. I think. And a bunch of people have come together to raise a bunch of money so that anyone who would that would be in that school district who wants a copy for free can get a copy absolutely free from uh, Nirvana Comics, from uh, Comics Unlimited in Cleveland, Tennessee. Uh, Nirvana's in Nashville. Um, I'm sure there are other stores that are doing it. Uh, Will Wheaton tweeted about it and pushed it on his podcast. I'm sure there are other people involved, but those are the two stores I know um, who are participating. And it's it's great. Anything to get the word out, right? Yep. Absolutely. Just want, I want to clarify one thing. Um, it is based on real-life stories. Mm -hmm. It's not 100% fiction. Um, so we just want to make sure people know that. Yeah. It, well, it's a – how would you put it? It's an anthropomorphized retelling of real stories. To kind of that's, that's the best way to put it actually <laughs> yeah i i didn't mean to call it narrative fiction it was yeah graphic i, I know you didn't and, i just want to clarify it so much of what we do is narrative fiction i <laughs> just spit it out now no that's politics oh. <laughs> rote memory uh the other thing that's gotten tagged onto this though is there is a small school district in texas that has banned v for vendetta the alan moore graphic Good. novel v for vendetta um of Alan Moore's works. You sure that's the one you want to go after? How ironic. <laughs> right? Definition of irony. <laughs> right. I'm just, you know, I was more or less going to make an Alan Moore joke of there's far more objectionable Alan Moore works than V for Vendetta. <laughs> v for Vendetta is probably what the most subtle. Well, yeah, it's uh... <laughs> right. You know, if Alan Moore is going to be anything, it's going to be, oh, man. <laughs> but you know and this is I think Texas I, it's amazing that we're in 2022 Which and we're still banning books it, it, it surprises me that we, we still have people with a mentality that just because we don't like it we're going to ban it and hope that people will read it and, and it, it does the exact opposite it pushes people to want to read it more they want to explore why it's being banned well, uh, somebody, and I forget who it was, just made news by saying that the best thing that ever happened to their career were moms getting angry about something. Um, and I forget who it was and what it was about, but it's, you look at, you look at the, I'm going to invoke one of the, a name that I consider a swear word, Tipper Gore. <laughs> <laughs> the parental advisory, the right? The MPAA. 
No, that's there. Uh, what was was there was they weren't the MPA, were they? Uh, no, Tipper Grant. She did the parental advisory on the right. But what was the organization called? I, I can't. Remember. Anyhow, they're the reason you get an explicit content label on records and CDs and stuff. Yep. And every one of them immediately went to number one, right? To the point where artists were writing songs that were cussier than they wanted to be just to get the label. And 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 it's right, you know, uh, it, it worked. It did go out working that way because, right? If I look back at my collection from back in the days, which I don't have anymore, but thinking back, a lot of it did have those, you know, right? Until, because kids are going to be rebellious and. They're going to do what the parents don't want. Right. I mean, I was lucky. My parents were like, read whatever you want. And like, as long as you're reading, we don't really care. Yep. Um, You know, when my grandmother was like, you shouldn't read Mad Magazine. All I wanted to do was read Mad Magazine. That'll rot your brain. Okay. And if you, you read know, Mag Magazine, it, it's actually not, it's illuminating. It's, no, she, my grandmother wanted me to read like novels. Well, there, does she mean the smut you get out of it? No, never mind. I shouldn't call him smut. <laughs> well, I, 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 I was reading. What was I reading one day? Uh, I was reading an old crack from like the 60s. And she came over to the house and she's like, you should read a novel. And I'm like, you mean like Fifty Shades of Grey? <laughs> and she got all red because she had read Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, boy. Ever brought it up again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just say, hey, do you want me to pick up a copy of Hustler instead? I know. No, it's uh no, it's just it's an interesting time for that whole debate to be flaring up again about censorship and about what's appropriate and what's not. Yep. And I, I to a point I understand we still are a very conservative nation. Um true. And I can understand people are still trying to instill traditional values, but I'm not sure if banning a, a work of literature is the way to go. I've, I've said it a lot. It's the reason why I'm with the Comic Book Legal Defense Fund. That it's okay to you yourself decide not to partake in a specific piece of literature. But the minute you start banning things that you don't agree with, it's only a matter of time before they come with the books you do. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, I can understand if you don't want your kids to read it either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have a hundred percent right to raise your kids the way you want to, yep. except for as the criminals, and that's not your right. You know, uh, you can't raise your kids as criminals. Well, you can, but it's just not right. Um, and if if you object to them reading it, yeah, by all means, you can prevent that. Uh, of course, they're going to go around behind your back and read it anyway. But to force, probably, right? To force a school board to make that change—that's that's uncalled for. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, you know, and there were times when I was in school that I was having to read things or learn things that my parents weren't super down with. But they understood that just because they weren't down with it doesn't mean I don't need to know it. Uh, You know, I come from a pretty conservative Christian background. And when I took world religion and I had to study Hinduism, my parents were like, um, not sure we're in love with you, like, you know, doing that here in the house. I'm like, what do you think? A portal to hell is going to open right here in the house and suck <laughs> us all in? I don't understand, you know, because I've always not been that way. But they, uh, you know, they understood that the value in me learning it, at least. So that's what I always say to people who are in favor of this kind of censorship or whatever, is that um, who are you to decide what? what the next generation needs to know. And I, I, and I don't know what the school board, you know, what age range they're at. If it is, you know, kids under 12, I can understand that. Sure. And again, it's one of those, if they find, if they go out and they look and they say, okay, there is no scholarly work out there that will engage the students in the same way this will. And this will, you know, give them the education they need in the best way. Then the right thing to do is to add it back to the the curriculum. Correct. If you want to evaluate your curriculum, you absolutely should. Um, best example I can give is when I was in high school, Shakespeare got removed from our theater arts curriculum. 
Um, what? <laughs> yeah. No. Here's why. It, here's why they uh, the school board was reevaluating whether or not forcing kids who are taking theater arts to do Shakespeare in the early 2000s was the best way to teach theater arts. Yes, it is. I, I don't know about well, forcing them. I, I, you it know. was it was removed from the curriculum, and the curriculum they replaced it with was your first semester. Now you read plays, Shakespeare or some of them, and you pick which plays you want to put up. You no longer are required to put up Shakespeare. But isn't that the director's choice, though? Well, I but mean, it's theater arts, so the directors are the kids in the class. I suppose. So, like, my senior year, we put up a Chaucer thing instead of Shakespeare. It, and Chaucer's... Um more acceptable than Shakespeare? No, but we got we got the choice. Like that was the big thing is that they made it it used it was originally a requirement for, you know, to get credit for the class. Now it's an option to get you know, based on the class. I would have done Samuel Beckett just to piss people off. <laughs> um we did um more uh we did rent. With I the swears. Not, I gotta watch Rent. Uh, we left all the swears and lesbianism and AIDS in it. So people got angry. It was fine. I directed, so I was like, bring it on. Isn't that what, like, plays and movies and books are supposed to do? Are they supposed yeah. to elicit an emotional response and make us Correct. think about what they actually believe, do, and mm -hmm. engage in? I think that's right. what they're... Right. When my sister was there, they did a, a play called You're in Town, um, which um, I just want to clarify. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. You're in town or you are in town? You are I-N-E-T-O-W-N, okay. uh, which is a modernist play that is vulgar. And I'm going, this is awesome. Like, this is pay cable awesome. <laughs> um, and uh, people got angry, but the students picked it. And so there's not much they can do, you know, and that's what's great about it. They gave the power back to the kids. So uh, I will say this. Don't ban books, idiots. Again, not banned. Well, no, I'm saying don't ban books. Reevaluate your curriculum fine. Don't ban books. Um, and, and I do want to point out that they are still available in the school libraries. Um, and they are, they, you know, they're not saying kids can't read it. They're just saying they're pulling it out of the curriculum. Um, right. Again, Which not saying it's not big news, but people right. have made it sound like it's a horrible, horrible thing. And that, that's that's an interesting question I wanted to ask. When y'all were in school, did you have a teacher who was cooler than the other teachers? Uh, and was your teacher like mine in that did they uh, – I had a teacher who recommended Mouse. It wasn't part of our curriculum. But they're like, if you want to read more about this in a way that's, you know, informative and interesting, check out Mouse. Check out um, – there were a number of other books they recommended – when we studied, you know, like they recommended the killing fields when you're we studying Vietnam, like not part of the curriculum, but hey, you can go read it. Um, what were what were some of those things that they were recommended to them that you partook in and kind of changed your life if you had that? I think that the, the teacher that I appreciated the most in high school was my biology two teacher who, you know, there's a distinct separation of church and state, clearly. And they don't allow you to teach religion in schools, except for they do. <laughs> if you take a religion class? Yes, if you take a religion class. Yep. But um, As an elective. we got to the part where we were getting seriously serious about talking about evolution. And um, his name was Colonel Nix, by the way. True military man. And he said that for two days, I am going to turn around in my desk and face the wall and let you guys talk about other things that might have happened other than evolution. And I'm not going to teach and you guys get to talk. And I thought that was a boss thing for him to do, to let us as young adults bust through what we thought might be another answer. <laughs> that was amazing plus he was a really hard teacher and i liked really hard teachers so mm -hmm. yeah, for me that was um that question goes back more than five hours so i can't think about it <laughs> my, my mind has erased everything prior to that 
except for you know a few things but um um well actually i, I don't know maybe it's just me uh i had a lot of good teachers mm-hmm. I had a lot of teachers that care for me um of course there are a few that do stand out in fact it's a, it's funny um 10th grade i was a um, you know the mischief that i was and um was <laughs> I, I did um you know i missed a few classes here and there and um I, so technically i never you know there's a 10th grade english 11th grade english i never signed up for 10th grade english oh um but there was this teacher who you know everybody was let's just say she had a name for herself and I ended up taking her in the 11th grade for, of course, I had to do the 10th grade English. So I ended up taking her in the 11th grade. And I, I can say I have a lot of respect for her. Looking back, I have a lot of respect for her. Um, you know, same thing with my one of my science teachers in junior high school. In fact, in junior high school, we had, I forgot what science, was it chemistry? I think it was chemistry. Um, our regular instructor, after the three or four weeks, was no longer our instructor, so we had a substitute uh, teacher for the rest of the semester. I was basically a D student in that class because I was so bored, I just did not want to do any any assignments in there. But I ended up getting an A. I was the top student, in, one of the top students in that class because he changed the way he was teaching that class. Uh, he was getting the students more involved. He was explaining in a manner where, hey, do this experiment. Like It was more visual than it was sit down and read this book and try to memorize it. Um, and, you know, I had a great math teacher that basically, you know, spent the time with us during lunch. He would, you know, say, hey, if you've got questions, come by my um, room. She'll explain mathematics. My drama teachers are great. I, mean, I, I really, honestly, I've had, I've had a lot of good teachers. Yeah. I mean, I think we probably all had, you know, could, could do something like that. I had, I had two that I wanted to bring up in this, particular case and i wanted to mention him uh one was a guy named bob zion he taught western civilization uh, which i took as a freshman it was a senior level class um, but i took it as a freshman because i'm that kind of sadist <laughs> but bob was a vietnam veteran um and the first day he comes into the room and goes this is the curriculum i'm gonna teach it uh do it or don't i don't care and it was he empowered us to learn. But the thing was, is that he would intentionally teach things that were incorrect. And he, well, what he was waiting was for us to question it. To have read the book and to have done the required reading and go, wait a minute. That's not what that said. Like we were talking about the Hammurabi, Hammurabi's code. And he would say something wrong in lecture. And he would he was waiting for us to go, wait a minute, that's not what that says, and that's certainly not what that means. And he was instilling in us a question everything kind of logic, you know, where it's just because someone in authority says it doesn't mean it's right. Always do your own research and be ready to call them on it. And he later confided to me that that was something he learned when he went during his service in Vietnam because he would have you know, he'd get orders that weren't right, that were either incorrect or were things that wasn't what they were there to do. And he learned to question it there. And then uh, I had another one named Jeff Cooney, who was a sorry <laughs> fan of uh, <laughs> was a big fan of uh, letting us teach the class as students, um, the teachable moment. And so one of the things I vividly remember is they were. Uh, the debate was going on during the second Bush two administration uh, as to whether or not the uh, uh, Patriot Act was constitutional. And we start debating it in class and he basically let me for 40 minutes talk to the class and try and convince them that the Patriot Act was constitutional and that it was a good thing. And, you know, all of those arguments that are being made at the time. Uh, and then he goes, okay, class, any questions? And one kid in the back goes, Raises his hand and goes, isn't that what they did during McCarthyism? And isn't McCarthyism wrong? And I knew he was right. And I just was like, and I just in front of class went, damn, and sat down. <laughs> but he let us do this whole, like, act it out. Like, 
And then the next day we got back to class and he broke down what happened and explained it in real terms that we could understand. And it was great. So those are the two teachers that uh, stuck out to me uh, in regard to this. They were also the ones who were recommending I read books that maybe I ought not be reading at that age. But they're like, you, we think you could handle it. So why don't you? Um, we're down to the last few minutes, so we should probably talk about comic books. Excellent. New comic books that are out uh, tomorrow. This is Monday, the 31st of of January um, might not be when you see this but when we're recording it it is and tomorrow February 1st is the 30th anniversary of the first meeting of Image Comics sure Ms. Chen and I learned that from Jim Valentino tonight who has a new book out this week <laughs> called the official Image Comics timeline and for those of you that did not get a chance to watch Ms. Chen's uh, interview with Jim um, it is available on the experience. Uh, you can go watch it on Twitch or YouTube. I, and I believe it is available on Facebook as well. It is on Facebook as well. Yep. And I have to remind myself that because I unfortunately was uh, busy at work and did not get to catch it live. Uh, be watching the experience's social media tomorrow. On, on February 1st, or if you're watching this on Wednesday, yesterday. So go back in time and watch it tomorrow from Wednesday. So there's going to be a thing on our social media tomorrow uh, that will help people to remember to watch it. Nice. Yeah, I, oh. I did a good job and didn't seem as nervous as I was. He loved it. So. <laughs> said it was a great time good interview and you know he's one of those guys i'm always scared that i'm always scared to reach out to for stuff because it's jim valentino right yeah. and he's always so willing and he goes oh i thought he i you know i he gets done with his half hour and i get a message oh i thought it was a whole hour i go no we uh we have an independent creator who's on next and he goes oh okay like like he was super stoked that even though we had him and could have taken an hour, we wanted to make room for an independent creator who's got a book at Scout. And, you know, that kind of thing. And so just a great cheerleader for, you know, what we're doing on the experience and independent comic creators as a whole. That was me putting Jim Valentino over. Maybe the least needed person in the industry. Like... I, if anybody doesn't need to be put over, it's him. Um, so books out this week. Uh, you have New Masters from Image Comics. Mm -hmm. um, a book. I, there's a DC book that's got me interested. Oh, and I should have known it was Gene Luen Yang. Uh, Monkey Prince, number one. Yeah. Interesting, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, on my pull list also is a book called Primos from AWA, uh, which is Al Madrigal, who you may know from television. Uh, I'm trying to think of what you would know him from. He's been in several shows. Um, let me, let me see what he's most known for. Um, While you're going through that, he's Jack Logan in physical. Um. Oh, he was Andy in a, the About a Boy show. Uh, Dennis Lopez and Gary Unmarried. He was Jesus and Welcome to the Captain, or Jesus and Welcome to the Captain. Um, he was on the Daily Show for a while. But if I saw him, I totally know what you're talking about. Yeah, probably. He was in that movie Night School with Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish. Um, he's Agent Rodriguez in the forthcoming Morbius movie. Ooh. Fancy. So there's that one. Um, Marvel has a Sabretooth number one. Image has New Masters number one. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Manor, Black Fire, and the Blood. I don't know. I don't know that one. This is published by Dark Horse Comics. It's the new Colin Bunn, uh, Brian Hurt. What's it called? Manor Black, Fire in the Blood. Uh, Manor Black has been a series that they've run before, so it's a new. Um, right, it's a new new series new, on there. It's not on my list, but that's cool. I will make sure I pick that one up because it's Cullen Bunn. Yeah, I'm sure Miss Jen has extra copies. If not, I can always help her out. Oh sure. Um. It was. That's why I like doing this show with you guys on Mondays. <laughs> um, until my knuckles bleed from Behemoth. Yep. Uh, dark, uh, dark red where roads lead. Where, where... <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, so I've read that one. Uh, it's awesome. It's real good. Um, there are. It's. It's. it's uh, if you read the first volume of Dark Red. It sort of picks up from there, but it doesn't really. It's kind of a, some time has passed. And then this story happens and it's setting up. Uh, I don't know if it's setting up, but it, it tells a very interesting story in that same universe. Tim Seeley's a madman and I love it. Yeah. We have Speed Republic is a new title by Mad Cave coming out. It's an interesting. Uh, Am I looking at the right week? February second, right? Oh wait, my sort changed. It went to it's not alphabetical anymore. I'm like, why am I not seeing that in the S's? <laughs> Good now. Uh, AWA has a new title called Primos this week as well. Hmm? Mm -hmm. That's the one that's by Al Madrigal. Yep. And we already talked about new masters. That looks interesting to me. Mm -hmm. um, ah, no. Do I want this and this? All right. Um, on the trade paperback, hardcover side, um, Dark Horse has Children of the Woods, uh, which seems interesting. I don't remember ever seeing it as single issues. So it might be an OGN of some kind. I don't. I don't know anything more than that. Uh, but it, uh, the solicitation on it sounded good. Um, there's a new volume of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yep. For our manga readers. I wonder why this isn't my new this week. Did it change in the code on this? I have Doomsday Clock, the complete collection, new in this week, which is interesting. Because I know that's been around for a while. Mm -hmm. um, trade paperback, if you promise me, Darkness Volume 1, Vietnam Horror Volume 1, both from Behemoth are out this week. Uh, those are books your stores may not have carried uh, when they originally came out, but maybe now is the time to pick them up in trade. And the Sandman Deluxe Edition Volume 5 hardcover. If you're collecting those beautiful hardcovers to throw on your shelves. So how long till they ban uh, Sandman from the curriculum? Never. Nobody wants to be responsible for that kind of, for the nightmares they would have. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> Works on a few levels there, don't it? Um Yeah, that's all. I have. It's a very late week on my pull list this week. Anything to add, Miss Jen? Um, no, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. My staff printed out the list, and then I don't know where it got put. I think it's in the back, ready for ready for the polls. <laughs> all right. Well, if that's all, you know, I mean, if there's nothing for anybody, if there's mm -hmm. words, I had a moment this weekend where I tried to think about something and my brain made this noise. I'm still recovering. 
Um, I do that every day. Oh, I do want to point out we had some great, amazing games, football games this weekend. Yes, we did. Uh, oh, I, I guess I'll mention this. Um, it has changed since I got in on it. But uh, at one point, one of the sports books in Vegas was offering the Bengals at 100 to 1 odds to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I placed a $12 bet. I don't feel guilty if I lose 12 bucks. Right? That's like one less Starbucks trip. You know, nobody expected Bengals to get as far as they have. So it's true. You never know. They could take the, They could take this. Right. I, and I I will be so both so happy and so angry if I win. Right. <laughs> I won. But I'll be angry that I didn't have more confidence and bet more. Um, I, I think your bet may be just right. I, I'm right. still betting on the Rams. If I, you know, I, I'm not putting anybody down, but I am betting on them. I'm in an interesting part of the country for this Super Bowl, right? It's the Rams led by Matthew Stafford. So we're calling them the LA Lions. And um, the Bengals led by Joe Burrow. I'm in Ohio. So, like, most of Ohio is pulling for Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow played his college football and won a national title at LSU, but he started at Ohio State. So, Ohio State fans are all of a sudden counting him. Like, and then all the Lions fans are cheering for the Rams because they want Matt Stafford to win. And it's like everybody here is like all of a sudden the Super Bowl is this super divisive thing where I'm at. So here's a question for you, Kyle, and even you, Miss Jen. Um, so we're in LA, of course. You know, our our home team has a home court right now. Technically, they're not the home court advantage. Home, home field advantage. Home field. Yeah, they don't have it because you know. Uh, anyway, uh, but since we have season tickets we could get a chance to get the Super Bowl tickets. You get the uh, Super Bowl tickets and go. <laughs> or you get the Super Bowl tickets and you sell them. Well, I mean, yeah, because these are, these are like two, $3,000 tickets. And I'm just like, uh, do we want to waste that much money? When is the next opportunity I would go get to go to my backyard to a football game? Can I Can I tell you one of my greatest regrets in life? Go for it. I had World Series tickets the last time the Tigers were in the World Series in my hand and didn't go. And now God knows when the Tigers will be in the World Series again. They're <laughs> awful. Yeah, but I'm not that huge of a football fan. Right. But, like, if the Texans made a run, Jen, you'd be there, right? Like, you're in. Okay, so... I don't know, but right before COVID, my sweet husband's company invited us to a game in their skybox, which has spoiled me forever for, you know, football. Sure. But I like, so I enjoyed myself so much. I mean, I watched the game. Everyone else is standing around and chatting and doing what you're supposed to do. Yep, you're watching. And I sat down in the skybox and watched the game and like cheered on and like lost my mind with JJ Watts out there getting everyone hyped. But, uh, so I, I must have had so much fun. They actually invited me to the next game. So nice. I I found myself really wanting to be a Texans fan. I don't know how how all Ford going now, but well, well right. It was, it was in your backyard, right? I mean, weather fan. I was a Stroh's girl way before Stroh's got to be Stroh's they are now, and I'll be a Texan until the Texans are no longer here. I guess. Because the way that things go. Right. I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if you had season tickets and you could, and they were in it, you'd be there, right? Mm-hmm. I'm lucky. I live in a cold weather climate. They're never coming here. I don't have to make this decision. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. We live in L.A., so we may get a few more Super Bowls around here. It's true. So, uh, next week, Super Bowl predictions. We'll do okay. our Super Bowl breakdown. And next week, I'm assigning everyone homework. No, <laughs> no. Here, here it is. Is Super Bowl? It, it'll cover two of our two of our must talk things: the Super Bowl and food. What are you serving at your Super Bowl party? Oh, okay, that's acceptable. Um, right. No parties. But like, what are you eating while you watch the Super Bowl? Like, even if it's just you on your on your couch by yourself, what are you eating? That's, that's we'll discuss that next week. 
it. In the meantime. Well, yeah. <laughs> With the exception the, of a few meals a week, that's my meals lately. Yeah, but during the Super Bowl, come on, man. Wait, All right, I might put a little bit of dressing on it. What was that? Before you do the clothes, Kyle, I gotta do. I gotta read you this joke. Oh, okay. It was posted by Lauren Becker, so I'll give you a heads up. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone here knows Lauren Becker. Okay, so it's a conversation between two guys. Dude one, hey bro. Dude two, yeah bro. Dude one, can you pass me that bro that pamphlet? Dude two, brochure. A an imam, a pastor, and a rabbit walk into a bar. The rabbit turns the other two and says, "Hey guys, I think I'm a typo." You um, missed that. Yeah, it's actually a, a priest. A rabbi, a, a priest, a rabbit, and whatever was it? An imam. An Im- An imam. <laughs> Walk into a blood uh, donation, and they ask him what to blood tap, and he says, "I'm a typo." <laughs> I've not heard it that way. That's, That's a good one. Brainy's is better. Yes, <laughs> Brainy wins. All right. Thank you for watching Nerd News Now, part of the Kingdom of Geekdom on Woodlands Online, sponsored by The Adventure Begins Comics and Games and Space Cadets Collection Collection. Check out other shows on Woodlands Online, like Weekly Fallout Sports Talk, The Adventure Begins Show, Four Reels, The Best You, Between the Trees Business Talk, and much more. You can watch all these on Woodlands Online and on your partner station, KVQT HD21, over the air on your television if you're in their area. All of these shows and more on Roku right now. Search and add Woodlands Online TV to your streaming lineup. Now you can listen to our podcast show on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Amazon. For Brainy and Miss Jen, I've been Kyle. This is the part where none of us move. Um, before we do, I do want to point out that somebody on SNL is using one of those platforms to listen to our show and steal our skits. This has been Nerd News Now. We'll see you next week.